You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. I can't even do the Corey Parsons simulcasting live from the studio with Bobby 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 because we're not simulcasting live. We're just on the radio for you today. Corey's not here, as you can tell. It is myself, Jake Seeley, joined by people who aren't normally on this show, Frank Stample and Cam Stewart. We got a Canadian with us today, Cam. New dude about it, guys. How we doing? How's American Thanksgiving? <laughs> Loving the football, the gravy. I hope you guys had a great day. I'll tell you, the Giants put me in orbit. I needed that plus seven and a half. Thanks for the late field goal, guys. We appreciate it. But that's what the Giants do. <laughs> Disappoint. <laughs> Frank, was your Thanksgiving disappointing? Uh, yeah, especially from a fantasy football perspective, too. You know, I have a lot of uh, Melvin Gordon shares, Golden Tate. I mean, oh. that was quite disappointing. And then uh, to cap it off, I started Vernon Davis over Kyle Rudolph. So uh, not, oh. not the greatest oh, fantasy football Thanksgiving, but uh, actual Thanksgiving was pretty good. Well, hold on. Cam, what do you guys do up there? Are you just enjoying like a normal work day with three football yeah. games on? Is yeah. it just fun to have it? It's a loser Canadian thing, guys. I'm going to tell you something, though, a secret for, like, sports fans in Canada. Usually we take American Thanksgiving off because ours doesn't matter. It's just another stupid day, and we eat turkey and whatever and get together with family. But the sports bar I used to work at, and Nando's been there before, we play ponies, we set up squares, we do everything. Basically, last night when I went to the bar to watch the Chargers game and then the Giants game, the place was absolutely packed with Americans living in Toronto, and we celebrate Thanksgiving more. Like, we celebrate the U.S. Thanksgiving way more than the Canadian one. We, we were betting ponies we're having fun everybody was it was a wicked time there and uh, instead of turkey we just plow chicken wings but it was a great night <laughs> what did you eat what did you eat frank what was, what was your plate du jour actually i didn't consume <laughs> any turkey to be honest i had i had a lot of ham i'm a big ham guy ham. Uh, had some uh, had some mashed potatoes gravy had some bacon crumbles scrimple, uh, sprinkled Ooh. on top oh it was it was a good time how are nice. you jakey uh, I did the full-blown turkey. I, I do. Tur- if it's Thanksgiving, you have to have turkey. And the Thanksgiving turkey, the sweet potatoes, or uh, the way my mom makes them with the kind of brown sugar glaze on top. Ooh, of the nice. Thing. You know, that's not that's not healthy. Mashed potatoes, biscuits, stuffing, about as much carbs as you can get in one meal all at once. That's why you need that afternoon nap. That's where it really comes from. It's not the trip the fan of the turkey. It's all the nope. friggin' carbs and everything. Love the biscuits, guys. That's a new one for us. It's usually, you know, we do the sweet potatoes, we do the yams. Uh, either or in the, in the there, pie the, department, it, 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 you know, yeah, pecan. It's, it's this bread that's brown, and then you put butter in it like you've never had biscuits before. <laughs> oh, no, I love biscuits. I, I, went down to, I went down to Mississippi, and it's funny. I work with a bunch of millennials here. Me and Marenzi are the old dudes, in the and we always have arguments because the one thing that we almost get in fisticuffs over is the younger guys love Popeyes, and we're more of a KFC guys. Like, we're old school colonel guys, but Popeyes, the one thing they do, is the sides. They crush KFC with the biscuits that is true. and sides. Hold on, hold on. That's the I problem. I brought this up on Twitter about a week or two ago. I don't know, Frank, have you had Popeyes before? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I said this on Twitter, and tell me if I'm wrong. I, I said, am I the only person that thinks every flavor of Popeyes tastes exactly the same? Exactly. It's like Subway sandwiches. Every sub tastes the same. <laughs> Doesn't it? Everyone. They could be like, ooh, our new Buffalo barbecue, our new spice. <laughs> they, it's all the same damn yeah. chicken. It tastes the same. Yeah, ghost pepper wings. Thanks. Tried them. 
Uh, to be honest, I've never had anything more than the like original, but you know, I'm going to have to put this to oh, test so now. Then you've tasted it. You've tasted everything. There you now. go. You, you know exactly what everything else tastes like. All those mystical flavors that they have are full of crap. But anyway, we're not full of crap today. We're actually going to get to football after the break. We have to talk Thanksgiving. We're going to have fun today, too. I got a few little game things that we're going to sprinkle throughout. But it's a fantasy football frenzy with Jake Seeley, Frank Stample, Cam Stam St Stewart. I can't even get your name right. <laughs> How's it going in there? Five more minutes. Okay, let's play a game. Two truths, one lie. We're not going to be late to the party. In the time you've taken to get ready, you could have been on your way to saving a life. And I'm wearing that tie you hate. We're not going to be late. We're 10 minutes away. You wouldn't dare wear that tie. And I can't save a life. I'm not a firefighter. Actually, I swabbed my cheeks last week. It takes less than a minute to get your cheek swabs. Register at DKMS.org and you can be a superhero by helping someone out. Football frenzy. I'm sure if you ate a lot of food yesterday, you got plenty of sleep. That's for sure. It's Jake Seeley's Frank Stanford, Camp Stewart. We're here for the next two hours for you guys, or about, it's about till 11 a.m. Then, Frank, you continue to roll on, don't you, for the fantasy best friends forever. That's right. No Greg Sussman, no Michael Florio. Those guys were here yesterday working, so I'll be here with Chris Ventra and David Ganos. Got a, we got a very interesting crew going on today. They got a history crew going on every single show today. The first one was Tony, Scott, and Gabe. That was uh, interesting. <laughs> Did you, oh, you didn't know that game? Uh, that's amazing. Well, that, that no, that that's a that's a super tag team right there. That, that's a wicked, <laughs> wicked. I like you. You like me. Your domestic partner doesn't need to know. Tony Sincata, Street Steam Shrimps, love that guy. No, he, I, I can't. Him and Gabe, man, that's wild. Those guys, they should actually do a show together because uh, they're both up to about six o'clock in the morning doing like these guys don't sleep. Well, I was before the show was going I, on for, uh, on Wednesday when I was joked about. It, I was like, "It's just going to be who shuts up first. Like, they're, they're, like <laughs> the longest rants you can get between the, all two of them." So true, man. Morenci, he's the only guy. He's like Vin Scully. He's color and commentary. He doesn't. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't. He definitely doesn't. All right. Let's jump into the Thanksgiving games yesterday. Oh, by the way, like I said, I'm going to intersperse a few little game things for us throughout the show today. And, uh, you know, because it's, it's Black Friday. We have to have some fun mixed in here. But let's talk about that Minnesota at the game you were talking about, Gabe. Minnesota and Detroit Lions. Frank, we were going on earlier this season. Jarek McKinnon was the man. Jarek McKinnon was the pickup of the year. Jarek McKinnon was a borderline RB1 in PPR. Is Jarek McKinnon... Now relegated to your bench? I wouldn't say so in PPR. I think he'll still end up being a low-end RB2 uh, most weeks just because of the reception totals. He's still seeing a ton of targets. Uh, but in standard leagues, I don't think that he's a must-start guy anymore. I mean, maybe a flex at best, but, you know, he hasn't scored a touchdown in three straight games. Once they get closer to the goal line, we see Latavius Murray really start to take on that role. Uh, and he hasn't been running effectively either, Jarek McKinnon, that is. I mean, he hasn't had over four yards per carry in any game since uh, the Packers back in the middle of October. So, you know, he's not running effectively. Latavius Murray is certainly getting it done uh, in that part of the field. I mean, he had over four yards per carry yesterday. He's converting on the goal line. So in standard leagues, no, I don't, I don't think that McKinnon is a must-start guy anymore. And in PPR, he's probably just a low-end RB2, I'd say. Cam, if I had to ask you, if yep. I, I want you to put some money down on this. 
Who yep. has who has more yards the rest of the season, McKinnon or Latavius Murray? Oh, Latavius Murray, you guys are on the right path, too. Not just about the yardage. Think about this, man. 68 yards, 95, 84, four TDs in his last three. And look at McKinnon's uh, workload going down, too. Like, you know, ten, what's this? 10 yards, 14, 13. Sure, he's going to get a couple receptions. Only one versus Detroit, though. That's trending downwards. He's. You guys said it. Not running hard, running in. Doesn't have that uh, pop. And right now, Murray in the red zone. His workload's going up, so yeah, I get it. Standard leagues, McKinnon, put your put your ass on the bench. It's Murray time, baby, in Minnesota. Uh, I can't believe some of these guys that work too were talking. It's like, oh man, what are we gonna do when Teddy Bridgewater comes back? Hey, Case Keenum, he's doing pretty good. He's running, he's getting things done. And if you got futures on the Minnesota Vikings right now, you're looking pretty good. Uh, other than that, who do you guys thinking? Maybe Saints, maybe Eagles, but uh, the Vikings right now. Me and my boy Billy the Doorman got uh, money on these guys to win the Super Bowl. On great hedge situation. You know, just taking that to account, Frank. Where you got? I, I still think the Saints. I think the Saints have the most complete team. Mm. I like the Saints a lot. Yeah, their defense is getting better too. Underrated. Everyone thinks they suck, but they're coming around too. I'm a little worried. I know that they lost Alex Okafor. He was a big part of that defense. Marshawn Lattimore banged up as well. So I want to see how that defense bounces back. Got to get those guys healthy. But in terms of being complete, I mean, I have to agree with you, Jake. They have one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And they're not even using him. They're just, you know, they, they use him when they need to. So if, yep. if it comes down to a situation where they need him to go off, we saw that in the Redskins when they needed to come back in that game. Drew Brees was still able to turn it on and be Drew Brees. And they have, you know, arguably, probably not arguably, the best running back 10 in the NFL right now in, in uh, Mark Ingram uh, and Alvin Kamara. So I'd have to agree with you. Being a complete team, it's probably the New Orleans Saints right now. It's crazy to say. Is, I think that's key, though, obviously. If they get Lattimore back, that's going to be huge. Like this week, I think, you know, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to the value later on for that situation. But all right, how about this, Cam? Another one for you. Going forward, is there any way that Stefan Diggs tops Marvin Jones in yards for the rest of or not Marvin Jones, Adam Thielen for the rest of the season? No, I, I, I don't think so. And I really like, remember Diggs at the start of the year, this guy was an absolute monster, four TDs in his first three. The other six, he's got one. The receptions are kind of there. He's, you know, he's, he's going to get you four, he's going to get you five. But, hey, in the red zone, Kyle Rudolph's a nice big target with great hands. And uh, Thielen, he's just one of those guys, people talking. I remember back in the day, like Ricky Prohl, possession type of receiver, but Thielen's not. He does other things. He's making huge plays. He doesn't drop the ball, keeps drives going. Money, money, money every week with Thielen. I hate to say it, I know Diggs has the skill set but i hate to say it guys but like basically four catches 50 yards seems to be the norm for uh, mr diggs what do you think frank besides the fact that you know cam took the easy way out with another white receiver white receiver comparison yes there. yes <laughs> I, I did <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to agree. It's it's hard to see uh, Stephon Diggs getting, you know, more yards in any game. Uh, Thielen just consistently seeing more targets. Uh, he's making things happen after the catch. You know, he's not just a possession guy. You're right, Cam. I mean, we saw him take a short pass last week, turn it upfield, and just, you know, outrun everybody. So he's mm -hmm. not just, you know, one of these slot guys. He makes a lot of things happen after the catch, too. So as dynamic as Stephon Diggs is, Adam Thielen is right there with him uh, in terms of talent. So, I mean... Rest of season, you know, your trade deadline's probably gone or whatever, but I think, you know, you have to value Adam Thielen, what he's doing over Stephon Diggs rest of season. All right, well, now here's the side question as we sidebar, as we're going to do a lot today. Cam, because we're, like, okay, do you have Black Friday up there? Because you can't have Black Friday because yesterday wasn't Thanksgiving for you. So do you, you still have a bunch of shopping out there going on course, today with all these Of course we do. 
Jake, I'll tell you something. What are what are we in Canada? We're biters. So we basically, ah, <laughs> oh, America, hey, we got uh, Black Friday. So we do it, too. It's basically Black Friday with not as good prices as you guys. Meatballs run out <laughs> to the supermarkets and the stores and try to get, you know, a T-Fell fryer for $49 instead of 200 bucks. And it's not the same way. I don't, we, we don't have as many great car deals as you guys have. And i got to tell you, <laughs> car I, 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 love, I love your commercials, too. It makes me feel like a loser with my girlfriend saying, hey, honey, what did you bring me for Christmas? Oh, just a Lexus. Oh, he went to Jared. You know what? I went to the grocery store and bought an $8 roast with a 50% off sticker. I got no money. You see the bets I had? I had the Giants last night. What a joke. But I'll tell you, no, we just basically bite your style. We have Amazon and all the other stuff. We basically have everything you guys have. You guys just have better deals and the sales last longer. Yeah. Well, no, hey, Frank, I've always said that since my age of knowledge of knowing and, like, seeing these commercials, like, who the hell's buying somebody a car for Christmas? I know. They make us feel like idiots. <laughs> I'm certainly not. Frank, I'll tell you that much. Are you? Are you going to Jared? Are you going to Jared for your girl? Did he no. go to Jared? No, no, no. no. no, no. I go to Cubic Zirconia Land. That's where we go. <laughs> Amethyst. <laughs> you like rocks, baby? I got, I got a pet rock for you. Yeah, no, I'm not going. He didn't go to Jared. He's broke. Uh, have you ever done the Black Friday thing there, Frank? I, I was on the way home from my parents yesterday. There was people already on the sidewalk outside of Be- uh, Best Buy around the corner. Yeah, I can believe That's that. I, a couple of years ago when I was younger, I used to go out, uh, try and buy a bunch of video games for like half the price. That was fun. Uh, not not doing anything too crazy nowadays, though. All right, well, then uh, uh, here's here's one for you guys. So I want you both to try and guess. I'll give you two strikes each. The top toys this year, and here's your hint for what, what like, there's like 25 top toys that are supposed to be the top toys to buy for kids. Two <laughs> of them are toys like for when we were growing up. I'm going to go with um, Lego, something to do with Lego, number one. That stuff's hot. Oh, that's hot. easy. Yeah. The, the, is it the true? Stu- it, it is, and it's the specific one. It's the BB-8 from Star Wars. That is, like, Ooh. one of the top 20 sellers this year. Seely, you could appreciate this. I used to have a roommate, right, my buddy Pat. I went to high school with him. He's like, you know, he's got the same mayo? thing. He's got the, yeah, no, no not Mayo, not Mayo, no. <laughs> the guy's name's Pat Ryan. He's got basically, he's got like you, the stormtroopers and all the stuff. And I'll tell you something, man. He was so savvy. He used to get like the crazy, crazy Lego sets that were like from the Netherlands or other countries and stuff. And he'd hawk them down at the mall. Like he actually like kind of bought Lego the way people buy Bitcoin and stock. And he was paying rent with like Lego and Star Wars memorabilia. The guy was really sharp, man. Who who cares about the sports cards industry right now? That's where the money's at. No, Lego's all sort of super expensive again. Yes, it's not cheap. Exactly. Great point. Like, these, some of these sets are like crazy amounts of money. It's nuts. A couple hundred dollars. All right, Frankie, hey, I'll give you a stuffed animal type thing. Not necessarily animal, but put it that way. That's, that's Cabbage Patch Kid? No, this is for Frank. You already got yours. Oh, so, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I like the Lego guess, man. Now it's going to be mine, too, but I guess that was that was the easy one, right? No, uh, no. Stuffed animal. Something that Ish. something Ish. that we had when we were growing up, you said? Is this is this still yeah. the same category there? Well, one of them is when you were growing up. One of them might have been when I was growing up. You're oh, still, like, man. 13, so. I want to say, say, like, a beanie baby no. or something like that. That was big when I was growing no. up. No, no, not a beanie baby. That's your first strike, so you're out on this. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> you get a second strike. Uh, Actually, the other one's very old for more sure. uh, your style cam. Uh, I George. <laughs> no, but you're on the right track. We're going to hit the break. We're going to come back get more into the Thanksgiving games, get you more ready for week 12. More nonsense like this because it's Thanksgiving, Christmas time. It's Jake Seeley, Frank Staple, Kim Stewart. It's fantasy football frenzy.
Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Welcome back to On Target, Jake Seeley, Frank Stample, Cam Stewart. Frank, you like that music, don't you? Wrestling music? Oh, absolutely. You know that's what it is, right? Okay. I don't know how far back you went. Have you been a wrestling entire, your entire life? Oh, yeah. Since, ever since I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been watching a long, long time. Okay. Well, Love, so, love wrestling. Okay. Love it. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out, if you guys are going to be able to figure out this next time. I know it's up uh, Cam's alley probably from when he was growing up, but I don't know if you're – I'll give you one more strike, Frank. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a toy that's a stuffed animal, but it has animatronic-type stuff in it. Animatronic-type stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I don't have this anything was, good, man. Now, now you you threw me off a little bit. I was thinking about like it during the, the big break, like the eighties. Ah, oh, man, I was gonna come back with like a like a Pikachu plush or something like that. Thought it was gonna be no, more no. closer to mine, but no, you're definitely way off base on that one, <laughs> Cam. You think you know what it is? Come on, this is I've like, got nothing, I, man. I, I'm really giving. I sh- you should be able to know what this is, Cam. Who me? What we're talking about? The stuffed animal? Uh, yeah. Animatronics. I'll give you another hit. I'll give you one more hit because it is okay. it's officially Christmas time now. It sings. It sings. Uh, some kind of gorilla. Is he sing? No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, an animal. <laughs> how about like an Elmo? How about a Tickle Me Elmo or something? No, Elmo is on the list, but that's not the one I'm speaking of. Surprisingly, Tickle Me Elmo is still going. God yeah, damn. they're all going today. Hot, hot toy. Hot toy for decades. No, uh, it's Teddy I, I, give, I give up, Jake. I give up, buddy. I, I give up. Teddy Rupp. Teddy Rupp. Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin's coming back. Oh, wow. He's back Teddy and popular Ruxpin. again. Wow. It's one of the top 20. And you want to hear the price on this damn thing? $94 on Amazon. 94 bucks for Teddy Ruxpin. That used to be a, like a $5 toy, 10 bucks off. <laughs> yes. Wow. Because it broke three weeks after you had it. And it's like it's mouth stopped moving. Honestly, I had, have one, Frank? I had to Google it. I had no idea what this was. So now <laughs> I'm looking at it. If people are paying $90 for this, I don't know what's going on. Here's That's... the best thing, Frank. Way back in the day, you actually put, had to put a tape into the back of it. Like the old school. Yeah, cassette. Like, yeah, cassette tape. Cassettes. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> that is old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Teddy Ruskin's back, everybody. Make sure you go get one for your kids and spend $94 on a damn stuffed bear. Hey, hey uh, Jake, I'll tell, hey. Jake, i got to tell you something if you're a wrestling fan. I used to do a, a TV show back in the day with uh, Renee Young from the WWE. He was uh, with Dean Ambrose, so we're still oh. good friends. So he, Dean Ambrose was in town, and I took him to this bar that I took down to that I used to work with, the one that I told you that we celebrate American Thanksgiving at. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's just sitting in the horse bu- in the horse book. People are all staring at him. He's got a spit cup there. He's dipping, like chewing tobacco in the back, and I'm teaching him how to play ponies. Like, he's an, he, that guy is an interesting dude, man. But, yeah, sometimes he just comes to Toronto, hangs out, and stares at TVs for a while. He's a different wow. cat. See, Frank, this is where we need to go up to Toronto because EY is up there all the time. Apparently, we can bump into D, hang out with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, his lady, his, his lady's from there. Yeah, she comes back all the time. It's, it's unbelievable. That's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Dean Ambrose Same. always struck me as like a not just because of his character, but he struck me as like a weird dude, even like outside of wrestling. Oh, in real life, yeah. No, he's, he's yeah. Like it's kind of weird. Like you know what I mean? Like he just kind of sits there, and people kind of want to ask for his autograph or talk to him, <laughs> but, but they he kind of gets kind of. Yeah, he just bur- burns a hole through him. Like back down, man. Like I don't, I don't want to put a hole through your head. That kind of thing. So, but he's a really nice guy. He just kind of likes his own little. And I can't figure world. out. You, you, you hung out with him, Cam. Is he losing his hair or not? I can't figure it out. Like, is no, he he is thinning. Yes, thinning, okay. big time, big time. <laughs> he's kind of got to get like, that thickening comb. shampoo. Yeah. It's not a comb over. He's kind of got it like growing from the back forward type yeah. of thing. Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, hay. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of got that like back hair hay at the back of the cranium there, <laughs> like like our horse. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's an interesting dude. He doesn't really show it, but yeah, you, if you really really look up close, yeah, he's he's thinning big time. All right, well, Frank, if you were looking up close, you might not have been able to see anything from Golden Tate yesterday. What the hell happened yeah, to Golden Tate? Geez. Explain it. I don't know, man. I think I think this is a good job by the Minnesota Vikings. He still had eight targets in the game. He was second on the team. And normally, you know, we'd like to see a little bit more than that, get into the double digits. like to see him lead the team in targets. But, I mean, it was the Marvin Jones show yesterday, which is crazy because we all thought that Xavier Rose was going to be able to shut him down. So we thought coming in that, you know, Matthew Stafford would look more over the middle of the field, look Golden Tate's way. It's it set up to be a pretty good matchup for him, but four receptions for seven yards. I think we just got to chalk this one up to a dud and, you know, take your hat off to the Minnesota Vikings defense for being able do to you, shut him down. Do you remember off the top of your head where you ranked Marvin Jones this week? Uh, I think I had him, like, <laughs> low-end wide receiver three, like 35 or 36, something like that. Yeah, it's I actually had him even lower. I had him close to 40. Like, Marvin Jones, his average, his average rank was 31. Golden Tate was way up at 15. All right, so Cam, because I'm sure if you put money on the two heading into that game, knowing it was going to be Xavier Rhodes, you put the money on Golden Tate having more yards. But is this just football? Is this just this is what happens sometimes in football, and that's why it's fun and frustrating at the same time? Yeah, great call there, Jake. It, it, it's it's more more so frustrating because you think about the situation, and you know I'm an old school uh, kind of like the King, uh, the Seahawk fan to go way back. But Golden Tate's one of those guys too. You'll go monster, monster, monster dud. Like he he's one of those guys, and when he goes south, he goes south seven yards. Like what is it, one point eight yards a catch? But it happens sometimes, and that's the guy. I, I'm with you guys. I thought on Thanksgiving when I looked at Detroit, I'm like, ah, Galladay will have maybe like one catch for a bomb or whatever. Jones, you know, he'll get like his four for thirty five. I thought Tate was going to be over 100 yards, and he was going to be the threat, but that's the way it works sometimes. And Matt Stafford, guys, at the start of that game looked absolutely brutal. The dump-offs were t- to the left, to the right, over people's heads, and it took him a while to figure it out. Then he got uh, smashed in the fourth, too. I didn't th- I'm actually surprised he finished the game, but not his best performance earlier in that one, and I really think it hurt Golden Tate early because he was open on a couple plays. Stafford made some bad looks and bad throws. All right, well, let's head to the second game, an America's team, as Corey would say, an America's team. They didn't show up on an American holiday, that's for sure. But I want to talk about the Chargers side of it, Frank. Phillip Rivers, the last three games, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, three on 434 yards yesterday. Keenan Allen has balled out for the second straight game. And now going forward, the Chargers have the Browns, Redskins, Chiefs, and Jets. Are Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen both top tens the rest of the way? Yeah, absolutely. Phillip Rivers has to be a must-start guy. Basically with the matchups, too. I mean, you're looking at the Cleveland Browns, who, okay, they have Jason McCourty, but outside of that, quarterbacks have still been able to throw on them. Uh, the Redskins, we know that they've been susceptible. Even with Josh Norman, they ha- they've given up some big games to quarterbacks. Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, in an attempt to have the worst secondary in the NFL, signed Darrell Revis. So that's all you need to know about that. And then the Jets. So <laughs> He might play uh, safety. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But uh, th- these matches coming up for Philip Rivers are amazing, and him and Keenan Allen are, you know, they're clicking on everything right now. He went through a lull throughout the season here, where he wasn't getting the double-digit targets. We saw early on in the season when he was getting those targets, he was performing. And now, you know, with the Chargers winning these past two games, with him, you know, a big integral part of the offense, I think that they know now, like, okay. We got to stop messing around. This guy has to be the go-to. We have to get him involved. And if he's thriving and Rivers is going, then they can, you know, they can do a lot of different things because they, you know, they have two good running backs now as well. So if those guys are working together and, and you know, as that continues to, to to get better throughout the season, I think this is going to be a good offense, especially for uh, for Keenan Allen and Rivers down the stretch here. Okay, let me go to this running back real quick. And I always think this is interesting because I think this is interesting to me, at least, earlier this year when people were getting annoyed with Kareem Hunt only putting up 100 yards every single game and not scoring. For what Melvin Gordon did yesterday, yes, we wanted more. But if your top running back is still getting 88 yards and despite you wanting more, I mean, it's just the point where we're getting too greedy. Like, not you can't have a guy have 100 yards and a touchdown every damn week. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we are greedy. We live in a greedy world, and I, I want more, too. But I'll tell you, this you guys bring up wicked points with the schedule down the stretch for the Chargers. I think everybody's in. We saw what Hunter Henry did, too. And don't worry about Gordon. He's going to be a machine all the way down the stretch. But all Chargers now, even fringe guys in this team, I think we have to look at starting, man. This schedule sets up so good. Washington, Kansas City, Cleveland. Man, for your fantasy football playoffs, these things are going to be awesome. And these lightning bolts, it looks like it's high voltage again. And that's the thing about Rivers, guys. You you know he's got that shot put delivery but man you give philip time he will carve you up great job by that line in san diego i think uh, los angeles i think everybody's a play right now in that team they're going to be fantasy gods down the stretch well hold on let's just think with you real, real quick cam because you said that line so let's take the line from the other side tyron smith back was supposed to fix everything but dak prescott was trash again is dak prescott just trash without ezekiel elliott is that is that as simple as what it is I don't know if it's simple as that. It just seems like Dak Prescott is a guy that's lost confidence. And before when he came in the league, he wasn't thinking. He was executing. And you said it, man. Great running game sets up everything. It makes average quarterbacks look a lot better. And now everything in Dallas is a train wreck. And some of this blame has to be Dak Prescott is regressing. But what about Jason Garrett, too? He's, he, you know, he thinks one, he's one of these guys, the smartest guy in the room. This has been an absolute train wreck. you got to feel for uh, Parsons and America's team right now. That People are talking about know. the Giants not know. putting <laughs> efforts in. Come on, guys. You guys know you're watching this Dallas team they look like I'm not going to say quit but these some of these guys on this team have like checked out and man it's pathetic what a pathetic performance hey and if the Chargers had a kicker that game would have been a hell of a lot worse man that was unbelievable stuff to see actually the Chargers got to address that situation three missed extra points and field goals that can't happen again in a professional football game that sucked Frank what do you think yeah, yeah, the kickers are crazy. I think we could have put Cam Stewart out there. He would, he would have sank actually, some extra points. It's like Al Bundy, I guys. I, actually, I was our high, team's high school kicker because I played soccer and I had three sacks in one game. Al Bundy style. <laughs> there you go, Chargers. That's, that's give give Cam it. Stewart a call. But uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott, man, look, he had four interceptions. Droppable? He had. I had someone, you know, tweeting me today about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know that I could drop him yet because we've seen his upside. I mean, the early on in the season, he was a top five fantasy quarterback, and I think we all kind of had him ranked that way too. He had four total inter- interceptions last year. He has five over the last two games. Yep. The air has completely been sucked out of this team. They have no confidence right now. Uh, they have no swagger. There's just nothing going on. They can't get Des Bryant involved. And I don't think it's completely Ezekiel Elliott too because if you look at the running game, it's not like 
on a yards per carry efficiency basis, they haven't been terrible. Rod Smith and Alfred Morris are still performing well. The defense is just god-awful. Dak yep. Prescott making mistakes, and Des Bryant's not making plays either. All right, well, then I'll give you for instance when we come back for this whole is Dak Prescott droppable because I saw the same thing, Frank. That's what made me think of it. So we're going to hit a break here. We're going to come back fantasy football frenzy with Jake Seeley, Frank Stample, and the Canadian Cam Stewart. What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts. We'll talk injuries. We'll talk weather. And we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So fun. So excited. What can I say? I could not think of doing anything. (laughs) else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Jake Seeley, Frank Stanfield, Cam Stewart with you on this Black Friday while you're out there running people over and shopping and going crazy. I'm sure the owners of Dak Prescott are going crazy right now as we're talking about before the break. Is he droppable? So, Frank, let me throw it to you this way. He said, I don't know, it's tough. I don't want to let him go. I, I could definitely understand that. But if your other quarterback is, say, a Matt Ryan or a Phillip Rivers, you cut him for somebody like a Corey Coleman? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd rather take a shot on the uh, the upside play there on a, on a you know wide receiver Corey Coleman. I mean, against a very very tough Jaguar secondary last week, looked good. I mean, he had double digit targets. He had eighty yards. So that is that is a move I would make if you have a serviceable quarterback. We just spoke about Rivers. Uh, I wasn't as high as on Matt Ryan coming into the year, but I think he's still a, a low end QB one. Yeah, I think that is a move I would make. Cam, I got a line for you. All right, here's yep. the rest of the Cowboys' schedule. is home Redskins at Giants at Raiders, home Seahawks at Eagles. If I said eight and a half total, it doesn't matter how he gets them, at eight and a half total touchdowns for Dak Prescott the rest of the way, you taking the over or the under? Jake, I'm betting yours, mine, the, the figures that you have in the when I watch you on TV, all those little things you got there, everything I got, my house in the suburbs of Mississauga, under. Keep digging, wow. under. Dak Prescott, you guys said it, he is droppable, man. The, no, no touchdowns in the last five, 145 yards, 179, 176. This guy can't even eclipse 200 yards passing right now. It's a big, big problem, and he's not doing the magic with his feet anymore. He, he is. If you get an offer for this guy and you got a guy like Rivers, definitely, because he's not going to be starting in any lineups anymore. Sad to say, but the party's over. Well, is the party over for Dez, too, because of Dak? 
Yeah, I think it is, too. This, Des, you look at the production, too. No touchdowns in the last five games. We're talking like 37 yards, receiving 69 targets are down. I, I hate it. They're, they're, both of these guys are correlated. But yeah. the Dallas uh, Cowboys right now are just a fantasy disaster on the defense with no Sean Lee, too, giving up so many points. Everything has changed for these guys. They look like one of the best teams in the league. And now, really, it's actually one of the biggest disappointment stories in the National Football League, man. These guys just suck. Oh, easily. So, Frank, talk about Dez, though. Is Dez kind of like Todd Gurley last year now at this point? Like, you can't bench him, but you really don't want him in your lineup? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, the guy hasn't scored a touchdown in five straight games now. He doesn't That's have like, a yeah, single, just said, yeah. he doesn't have a single, you know, 100-yard receiving game this season. He, he's been touchdown dependent for fantasy purposes. We've still seen some games where he's getting monster targets, but... It's sad to see, like, the guy is only 29 years old, but he kind of looks like a shell of himself. Like, I, I feel like the injuries for Des Bryant have kind of caught up to him. I know, I know he's had some tough matchups. He's faced a lot of top corners so far this year. Had another, he had another one yesterday in Casey Hayward, but, man, it, it's tough to watch. And, you know, I think at this point we kind of have to rank him as, you know, nothing better than a, a high-end wide receiver three, if that. All right, so let me ask you if you can explain to me another problem, Frank. Explain to me what happened with that freaking Cowboys running game because the week before they were getting destroyed by the Falcons and yet they kept going to Alfred Morris and ignored Rod Smith. All of a sudden yesterday where they were kind of in, well, they definitely, they were in the game until halftime, but both of them get nine carries. Rod Smith actually gets the goal line carry and the touchdown to just tick off all the Alfred Morris owners. What, what do we do with this? Yeah, there's absolutely no rhyme or reason. That There's nothing that I can give you that, that lends itself to why Rod Smith, I mean, he played 33 snaps. We need answers, Frank. <laughs> so I need answers, too. <laughs> Rod Smith, 33 snaps to Alfred Morris's 21. We saw the week before Alfred Morris had 17 carries. He ran, you know, pretty good, 91 yards, over five yards per carry. I, there's no rhyme or reason to this. I mean, you said it. The week before they were trailing against the Falcons, you think that sets up more for a Rod Smith game, but we're still getting 17 carries out of Alfred Morris. And this set up for a very good matchup for Alf, too. I mean, the Chargers have not been good against running backs. They've been susceptible to the run so far this year. I believe I had him inside maybe my top 15 or 16 in standard leagues this week. I thought, you know, he can get in the end zone. Well, one of them got in the end zone. The problem was it wasn't Alfred Morris. It's the wrong one. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. There's nothing, there's, there's no reasoning that you can put on this as to why, you know, Rod Smith got more work, and especially on the goal line as well. All right, well, let's go to the last game of Thanksgiving, the Giants and the Redskins. And if you fell asleep because of the food, you didn't miss a whole lot, especially if, if you're a Giants fan. So, Cam, Eli Manning, 13-27, to 27, 113 yards. <laughs> he barely topped 200 last week, didn't have a touchdown with no Sterling Shepard. Is this offense just... You don't is can you have a receiver and obviously that they've lost Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall. There's been other things that have led up to this point. But can you have an offense where you lose one player and that means you don't want anybody else on the team? Hate to say it, Jake. I don't want any giant. And even even Darkwa before that, you know, at least he was getting over 70 yards, held 11 carries, 30 yards. Uh, the touchdown was a defensive touchdown. No, I don't want one part of this Dallas, uh, New York Giants football team. They're absolutely brutal. It doesn't matter. You look on the depth chart, there's nobody. Like, and that's the thing, Eli Manning, take a look at these numbers. It's unbelievable. I'm watching this team play, and it's just like week after week after week, they can't even muster drives. They're horrible. No, you can't. Like, they're, who's who, who's a guy that you start on the Giants? Like, I can't think of anybody, guys. Well, it was Evan Ingram. But now with no Sterling Shepard, yeah. everybody just focuses on him and there's nothing left. 
Exactly, man. It's it's a train wreck situation. I don't know what the Giants are going to do in the future, but it's time to start licking. Hey, hey, Eli, it's been, it's been a nice stretch. You got a couple Super Bowls <laughs> there or whatever, but it's time for this team to – I know it's not just the injuries that have happened, but this team is regressing at a major, major rate, and they, they have to rebuild, and I think it's time for a new sheriff in town. They need a new quarterback too. Yeah, so, Frank, where were you on Evan Ingram this week? Because I had some people ask me that. They're like, oh, if no Sterling Shepard, look at what happened last week. And I said, all right, that was a one-off game. He had no Sterling Shepard for a couple games there, too, and still was producing. But now it's two games in a row. It's two games of a row of basically being not fantasy-worthy at all. It's 18 yards, you don't even want to touch in your fantasy lineup. If Sterling Shepard's not out there, is this now also you can't even start Evan Ingram, even at the tight end position with how ridiculously poor it's been this year? I still think it's going to be hard to get away from him just based on the targets. Like, it, there's no one else there. He's still going to see target volume. And coming into the week, you know, I thought it was a good matchup for him going up against the Redskins, who had allowed, you know, touchdowns in four of their last five games going into last night to opposing tight ends. So I thought if there was one place that the Giants could still get it done, I thought it would be with Evan Ingram. Uh, but I think we do have to start to discount him and lower him a little bit in the rankings now, especially if Sterling Shepard is out. For, for the reasons you mentioned that, you know, defenses are just zoning in on stopping him. They really don't have to respect anyone else. I mean, it's Roger Lewis. It's Tavares King. There's no yep. weapons on this team. So, you know, if you have double coverage on an Evan Ingram, who is, you know, we still have to rem- remember, he's a rookie tight end. He was putting up phenomenal num- numbers even as a rookie. So I think we have to start to discount him a little bit. But coming into the week, I still liked him. I thought it was a good matchup on paper for him. I heard that, by the way. I heard your little New Yorkness almost come out there. His numbers. His, His numbers. numbers totally, <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> Speaking of tight ends, though. Is there was you know as disappointing as yesterday was for Dak for the Giants offense as a whole? You could go down the list and we could pick out players. All was there any more disappointing performance than Vernon Davis going over yesterday? I don't think so. I think it's the worst one. I had him. I think my sixth ranked tight end on the week. <laughs> we know how bad the Giants have I was been. With you, I, I, we know how bad the Giants have been against the tight end. I think you know we were talking about Golden Tate earlier. This is just football, right? This is just like one of those things that happens. It, it's set up phenomenally. No Jordan Reed. The Giants have been abysmal against the tight end, and he just he just let us down. I told you guys, man. I started him over Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Jake, is that something that you would have done as well? I would definitely have done as well as yeah. because Kyle Rudolph until yesterday wasn't getting his touchdowns. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, so Cam, it, like, I, I'm sure you've gone through this like in the betting world, too. It's like, is this just one of those ones where this is why you have the rage, the red heat and rage? This is where you get just ticked yeah. off. You're like, Vernon Davis didn't even have a target yesterday. <laughs> It's nuts, and against that team, he could. I, I thought Vernon Davis was. You guys said at the Kyle Rudolph day. I was thinking, you know, like seven catches, maybe like a hundred yards, a couple touchdowns. Like it, you were licking your chops, and that's why we have red heat and rage. I'm actually angrier than Morency right now, guys, because I'm stupider. Every week I take the Cleveland Browns plus the points. I go, the numbers look so good, and what happens? The last play of the game, fumble, strip sack, touchdown, Jacksonville. Oh yeah, I'll let Detroit Golden Tate on a third and eighteen dance through these guys like they're pylons, <laughs> and, and Deshaun Kaiser can't get a quarterback sneak in from the one yard line they actually are they're there in all these games but that's what happens with fantasy too i had deshaun watson as my quarterback in the league i was five and one boom he gets hurt jordy nelson gets hurt this is the thing about it we love it so much guys but honest to god man a couple injuries that don't go your way bad choice on weeks i I start to learn like you can crunch all the numbers jake and man you're amazing the way you guys put your rankings together but sometimes you just got to go with your damn gut because when you crunch all the numbers it doesn't happen every week there's a guy that's going to surprise and a guy that lets you down all 
all the time, and that's why we love sports and hate them all in the same. And, uh, yeah, i got to stop betting Cleveland, but I like them plus 8.5 against the Bungles this week. Sorry, yeah, Andy Dalton. <laughs> well, no, so that was one of the things. So Heath Cummings of CBS, we were t- talking about yesterday, we were talking about what happened with Marvin Jones against Xavier Rhodes, to your point. And they saying, you know, I had him down in the 30s, as Frank did, and we are talking about it. I said it was the right process, wrong result. And somebody came mm-hmm. back and was like, wrong result always means wrong process. And Heath Cummings, I just ignored the guy, but Heath Cummings kind of went off a little bit. And he was just like, you know, it wouldn't be f- fantastic if in sports you could have the process always equals the perfect results. And then he said, but then what would be the point of football and fantasy and having fun? Because if that was the case, it would be the most boring thing ever because we would just predict exactly what happens every single week. Yep, you're right, robots. But uh, I'll tell you guys, the NFL, though, it's for, for the league that we're addicted to and that we love. It's just been one of the, a train wreck season for the referees, for the quarterback position. Like, I can't remember a, a year with this much failure. The kickers, everything. It's just been for a professional football league, man. I hate to say it, guys. We're, we're watching Canadian football league games and going, wow, look at the precision. Like, you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. To your point, Jake, with the analysis, last week, I mean, it was something similar on the Thursday night game. You know, I liked Juju Smith-Schuster a lot going up against the, the, Titan, the Titan secondary, and I don't think the analysis was wrong because Antonio Brown went off and had a monster game. So they gave up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. The problem was it all went to Antonio Brown, and Juju ended up with nothing. So, I mean, I agree with you. We, we take everything, we try and figure it out, but at the end, we can't predict every single thing that happens, man. Yep. No, 100% we can't. All right, we're going to hit a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the first hour of the Fantasy Football Frenzy and get into hour number two. It's Jake Seeley. It's Frank Stanfield. It's Cam Stewart. And a happy Black Friday. This is Tony Cicada from the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. You can always hear me and Dan Martinez, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And the NBA starts. We've got you covered. We're not going to let you go alone. We're going to help you out and make sure you've got all the information that you need to be successful that night in the NBA. It's the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. You can always subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Final segment of the Fantasy Football Frenzy for hour number one. Hour number two is coming up next. It's Jake Seeley, Frank Stample, and Cam Stewart. You know, I just heard the promo speaking of that. Cam, you think all three of those teams from the NFC South are going to be making the playoffs? I mean, as no. of today, it kind of feels that way. It's it's stupid, I know. And uh, I told you guys about the futures with the Sa- uh, with the Saints and the Vikings. Those are the two horses that I'm riding to the end. But yeah, the Falcons are starting to put it together. I know Seattle aided them in that game with the yeah. That's the- can you believe that too, guys? Yeah, right, let's run a trick play on a 35 yard field goal, a shovel pass that's going to score. <laughs> like like that was honest to God. Like Pete Carroll sometimes, man. Like some of the things he does, he outthinks himself. He he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. That was just a stupid play call. But the Falcons are getting their act together right now, and I'm starting to trust them. But uh, 
the Saints. The Saints are the team right now, guys. If you had these guys at the start of the year, what are they, like 66-1? to one? Like Nobody had them on the radar, but it was just nope. a matter of their defense getting better, and we all know what Drew Brees can do and Thomas. And I watched Alvin Kamara play in college at Tennessee. He was the best player on a bad team. I didn't know he was this good, guys. Watching him catch balls out of the open field, his hands are better than I thought, and just explosive. So, yeah, no, we might get three in there, as dumb as it sounds. So Frank, if I t- so it's the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Rams, and Seahawks. Who gets left out? Because one of those teams has to be left out of the playoffs. Ah oh, man, it's always hard to go against the Seattle Seahawks. Like I don't but it's want them as of today. Yeah, I, I don't They're want... beat up. Yeah, they're so beat up. They have they have no Sherman now. They have no Cam Chancellor. Um, it's probably it's probably going to be them. I mean, I know Shaq Griffin is banged up now too. Their whole entire secondary yep. is just completely hurt. I mean, Russell Wilson is really putting this team on his back, but he can only do so much. Like the guy can't play defense too. So, I guess as of today, we're, we're leaving the Seahawks out. Isn't that crazy to say? I mean, Who would have thought that before that he'd be leaving out with the Seahawks? Yeah, I know. And the guy, guys, I know the 49ers are doormats, but they played Seattle really, really tough in that game earlier. They could have they beat them when they went up uh, and played them in Seattle, and now uh, San Francisco's a six-and-a-half, seven-point home pooch there. So, I don't know. Seattle, San Francisco would love to, to put misery into Seattle season and, and shock the world and beat them, but uh, I think the game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Do you, uh, do you, Epic Canada, you guys start with the Christmas craziness as well, too? Like, is today the day you can start listening to Christmas music and start? No, no, we did it before. We're, we're, we're idiots. We did it before, you guys. We've been about uh, three, three weeks before. No, yeah, yeah, no. We have, yeah, we have our Thanksgiving way before, but you know it's the like problem is? so long ago. The- after Remembrance Day or Memorial Day, like on the 11th, that November, after November 11th, that's when things get stupid and they go, okay, we respect the veterans and the troops and everybody. Let's let's fleece everybody with Christmas commercials now. And it's actually getting it's getting out of control. Like the the stuff that we're watching, guys. Like I don't know, man. It's it's t- it's tough to deal with. Like I'm a very very happy guy. Like Red Heat and Rage. I'm more of the happier. Gabe's got a lot more uh, rage in him. But I, I'm with him on this one. The way the 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 holiday ads have been going. Like at least you guys do it right you have thanksgiving hey man let's watch football eat turkey get stuffed and then we'll deal with this stuff we're idiots we do it three weeks before you stooges <laughs> what's hey how's how's too early for you frank with the decorations and the music can you start right after halloween oh god oh, no. No, no 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 <laughs> i mean i see some people with their christmas trees up already i'm like let's get to december at least first like come on man it's crazy I agree. Day after thanksgiving Come on, guys! How about Dece- yeah, I'm with I'm with Frank. December first, new month. Go do have at you. Put the lights up, uh, Frosty. Let's do our thing. Yeah. See, look, our Christmas photos department's already decorated. It's the weekend of Thanksgiving. That's like the perfect time because you're off. You can do it. You start. It's the official. It's the official switch to flip the Christmas time. I mean, if people wanted to start doing it today, I think that's fine. This weekend is is okay. I mean, start playing some music, but. I, you know, I went to the Apple Store last week. They already had Christmas music on. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh. Have you never been to a Walgreens? It's like as soon as like the day of Halloween, they're marking down the prices for the Halloween candy while they're putting up the Christmas stuff. Like it's that's that's how quickly these things happen. But anyway, hour number two. Speaking of quick, we breeze through hour number one. We're gonna hit it. Get you ready for week twelve. Have a little bit more fun. It's Jake, Frank, and Cam. It's fantasy football frenzy.